Mike One, Mike One, isn't this... Oh, actually, can I just say, I was doing a radio show yesterday with two people who told me on air that they didn't know what Spinal Tap was. How is that possible? How um, do you, like, they didn't, they had never seen it, or they just full-on didn't know what it was? Had to Google it. Wow. I, I tried to put it into context as as mentioning a few of the stars. I even said, uh, yeah, and they made the best in show. Did you ever see it that is, movie? And yeah, they looked of at course. They, No, I'm not asking you. Oh. If, do you think you would be sitting at my kitchen table doing a podcast with me if you didn't know Spinal Tap and Best in Show? I know I wouldn't be. I mean, there's certain, certain reasons when it's okay to discriminate against people. And if they don't know Spinal Tap and Best in Show, then absolutely that is a case for valid discrimination. Is, is the whole point of their show just like them having a complete lack of pop culture knowledge i said to them you know best in show i thought i'll update it i said you know the the mum from Shit's creek <laughs> right. and they were like oh we know that oh god and i said well, yeah well, it didn't, and they were looking at me blankly and then uh, they they googled spinal tap and uh, started going down the cast list this is on the show going no, no, no. Oh, Billy Crystal's in it. Oh, God. I mean, there's like, you know, there's movies. We'll, from, start, we'll start the podcast properly in a minute. There's like a list of movies from the 80s, 90s that like Pe- everyone should just know. know. Like without even, without even ever seeing a scene, you at least know it is because it has been referenced in so many other things. I agree. Spinal Tap is absolutely on that list. Don't expect you to necessarily love it or have seen it, but right. have, a, have a knowledge, a knowledge of, what it is. Of, of what did, it is. At that point, did you mute their mics and the show and force them? them to leave and watch the movie we have a dump button that you're supposed to press if someone says something terrible and i said on air i'm gonna dump this bit now because you may as well have said cunt that would be less (laughs) offensive so so did they like i mean i know that they've listened to some of these episodes have they just have never got the joke of the start of the podcast that's what that's the whole point you're actually testing the microphone yeah that was the whole reason i'm now telling this story at the start of this podcast because i I, it didn't occur to me i mean i get that a lot of people maybe don't get the might one might one but to go as far as no idea what spinal tap is Wow. I was, uh, I mean, I was, I mean, imagine if I started the podcast one day with, oh, since my baby left me. So that's the, the bit where you have to join in and go, right, but I'm, not, I'm not doing it again. Have we done that already? We did it once. I still, I didn't sing that time. I'm not singing this time either. <laughs> I only sing during our rare once a season musical episode. <laughs> We're going all Rago. You're going all barbershop. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so I'm guessing this is like a weird way of you telling people that you're once again looking for work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they started listing all the Adam Sandler movies that they, but the whole point of this was talking about movies that you'd seen more than any other movies. Okay. Right. And they were I'm starting, with them on that. The Sandler verse, I am well versed in. Yeah, no, I, I was okay with that. But then no one mentioned Airheads, which is clearly Adam Sandler's best movie <laughs> ever. And I thought like, I'm just, uh, I'm in the wrong in the wrong social circle yeah, here. Yeah, that's not your crew. You no. Know. Anyway, right, New York producer, you can start the podcast now. Did you, America?
All right, well, uh, we're having this conversation on uh, Tuesday afternoon, Texas time. Texas time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people call it central time, but I I think the people of Texas are very disappointed to share a time zone with Chicago. Yeah, take that, Chicago. I refer to it as Texas time. I think I've mentioned this before. I don't understand why Texas just arbitrarily haven't chosen their own time like if I, because I think they, we discussed this on pre i think we created our own time they like to be so independent and what i would do is don't even move it by an hour move it by 30 minutes so you're completely out yeah. of sync with absolutely everything no we're our own thing i love that idea currently it is 146 from now on it is 215 <laughs> there you go uh but uh in the spirit of it being uh tuesday afternoon england have just beaten germany 2-0 in, in- what? Like, is there a war? <laughs> two, oh, this is World War Three. They won 2-1. Which one did the Germans win? I thought they were 0-2. It's Euro 2020 in 2021. You know, that's another funny thing about that. So I'm working... Wait, so it's, it's two years long? No, COVID stopped it. So they're having it this year. England makes no sense. I know, sense. you're not understanding we're doing Euro 2020 in 2021. When does America play? There's a game of football that people play with their feet. I thought that's normally in the spring. Jeremy the Jeremy very rudely came around to the apartment to record today's podcast, interrupting the game. And I said to him, hang on, just give me a few more minutes. He's got four minutes left. He looked at the TV and went... What kind of a game is over in 94 minutes? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the worst part about soccer. If What's the point of extra time? Just stop the clock when the ball goes out of bounds and you stop play. This is what football figured out. They're like, sometimes we run the clock, sometimes we don't. Screw it. There's not extra time added at the end. You get the time that's there. It does amuse me. And again, this is coming from America's biggest fan. And as far as, uh, stuff, you know, uh, UK-related stuff, I like to support England in the, in the Euros. I'll be the first person to to admit even though i refer to the uk as shitsville i like to see shitsville on my tv i just don't want to see it out my window right so it's all good having texas out my window and seeing wembley stadium on the on the tv um but it does amuse me how america just has zero interest in this like i'm working on a, a sports show on the sports station euro 2020 hasn't been mentioned one time apart from We were about to do a segment about it, but rather than discussing anything about the Euros, one of the hosts went into an explanation about how when he started working at the sports station in Texas, and I don't know when this was, but a few World Cups ago, I guess America was doing okay that one time in the World Cup. So much so that the boss of the sports station in Texas went into the studio during an ad break and said to the host on the sports show, don't you dare mention anything about the World Cup. No one here cares about soccer. Don't do anything. Like, it was like just the... the, the Even mo- d- while they were at their peak, right? Yeah, yeah, no yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and we were doing this. Th- this was about as close to soccer content as we got on the sports station. And I went, wow, this is like if I was on... Uh, I don't know, let's say the EDM station and Iron Maiden were coming to town and I said, I'm going to play an Iron Maiden song on the EDM station. Like the guy who was running sports thought that mentioning anything to do with soccer, even at a time when America were doing unusually well in the World Cup. No, that was absolutely the worst thing you could do. This thought literally just popped in my head. So I haven't like flushed it out, but I have a new theory. So, you know, every this is why Americans don't like soccer as much as the rest of the world. You know, every... American kid, the first sport they ever play is soccer. You know, when you're 
I think I started playing soccer at like three years old. Before I was doing anything, you know, I could kick a ball around. You know, it's obviously not the same game. You just kind of run around all in masses around the ball, and eventually, somehow, once or twice, the ball goes in the net. You fall over quite a lot. A lot, <laughs> a lot. But by the time you hit seven, eight, nine, you know, that's when you get to start experiencing other sports, and you learn very fast that other sports are so much more entertaining than soccer. And clearly in England, you guys never got to experience other sports. <laughs> you get cricket, which takes like 12 oh, days. Oh, no, cricket, I'm with you. Cricket is the most boring thing. Our baseball it, may be four hours, but it's at least it's not multiple days. I keep on the... I don't know why my phone thinks I have problems sleeping, because I love sleeping. Sometimes 10 hours a night. But I keep on getting this advert for some app from uh, I forget who it is but some celebrity probably got a nice voice that it's like a help you sleep app no 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 anyone who's got any kind of problems with insomnia if you can find some cricket commentary somewhere preferably if it was broadcast on AM radio in the UK just play that in the background because cricket is the most boring sport in the world ever and the commentary the audio that goes along with it if you just play that you will be off to the land of nod sleeping like a baby in mere minutes the uh, the first team sport i played once i you know my parents were nice enough to say like hey let's get you stopped playing this really boring sport that you're terrible at i started playing hockey and like that was a lot of fun i loved hockey um, you know, a lot more physical. And so I, I was doing both at the I, same time. I, I, I will say hockey's a lot of fun to watch. I've been to some hockey games. I mean, they let them fight. You should try playing. That, so that's my point. So I had one of my coaches, I guess, you know, one of my soccer coaches, he wanted me to be a little bit more aggressive. And, you know, I'm like five, six at the time. No, that's way too young. I think I was like seven, eight. And he said, like, well, Jeremy, do, you know, what you would do on the rink. And I took that as start <laughs> fighting the other team. So I w that's when I stopped playing soccer because I was banned from the league. <laughs> I, uh, I went to some uh, hockey matches when I lived in Arizona. One of my friends had uh, tickets for the Coyotes. And um, she decided because uh, she thought that uh, soccer was fast moving that she might like the local Phoenix games, just try them out, you know, like right. hockey, you know, short game moves fast. And I was like, yeah, I've got, I got tickets to the soccer. I'll take you there. So the game starts, the Phoenix Rising match, and the first thing she says is to me, they let them fight, right? I'm like, no, <laughs> we're not at the kite. This isn't ice hockey. Oh, shit. <laughs> How aggressive is your friend? Like, hey, man, we we'll always have to fight. Aggressive enough to enjoy all of the fights yeah. in, 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 in hockey. Just and take her to a UFC fight. And as soon as she realized that they didn't let him fight in soccer, she uh, very fast lost interest. Anyway, uh, this is called Did You America? So we'll move on very quickly because I think we... Oh, actually, we're, well, I, I do want to talk about the the, the, the Tour de France. Yeah, because more, that, more that, sports. Right, more sports. What more, is more the European, Tour de France? Where? Why are we touring France? Can I just say before we move on from that? So now England, England might now, I was going around for days saying, oh, you know, England will finish in the Euros on Tuesday because uh, they won't beat Germany, uh, which of course they did. So with Germany. Germany's used to losing at things. It's another <laughs> war reference. They're not good at wars. <laughs> Certain section of uh, soccer fans in the UK when they're playing Germany like to chant two world wars and one world cup. I have a pair of socks that to this day I rock all the time. On the bottom says back to back world war champs. <laughs> <laughs> Undefeated, baby. Yeah, well, when I switched on ESPN um, for uh, the Euro game today, 
I saw the last 10 minutes they were covering Wimbledon and I was thought, my God, there's never been so much European influence in Texas as my TV was producing across about two hours today. It started off with Wimbledon, then it went to the England-Germany match. That's absolutely the worst part about summer. There's such a lack of sports and baseball is so boring that like American TV is forced to put on European sports but then and like spelling bees randomly. A spectator managed to make the Tour de France exciting. By ho- do that? holding up a sign and causing a bunch of the cyclists to crash. Wait, so you could just like, you could just like get in their way? You're not seeing the video? That's exactly what happened. Um, it's a spectator who's now wanted by the cops because this spectator's on the run. Wait, so like, it's not even like a security at a stadium where they're going to get the streaker immediately. Now the person's on the run. They have no idea where they are. Apparently, yeah. I do. I do I, 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 <laughs> that would only happen in Europe. I this mean, doesn't happen in America. That does add to my theory that a lot of Europe is just lazy. I mean, when you've got a culture that are used to taking siestas for two hours every afternoon, where they do like three hours of work and then they're like, okay, now we need to sleep. And then they come back and they do about another hour of work. And then they go, okay, now we need to spend three hours preparing our dinner because our family meals are so important like that is the european culture in at least france and italy um and that will lead you to a situation where if some stupid person holds out a sign during the tour de france and it knocks a bunch of cyclists off their bike screwing up the whole thing that person can apparently get away and is still a fugitive i think it's now 48 hours later well how how long has the tour de france lasts like two weeks right right how long has it been going on is it did it just start Well, again, I'm not sure because until this person held out her sign and knocked over a bunch of cyclists, no one was interested in the Tour de France uh, 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 since all the drug scandal. (laughs) See, that's what I love about this. It just shows how un-American the Tour de France is. You know, when we were dominating the Tour de France with our buddy Lance Armstrong... The Tour de France was one of the biggest stories every single year. You knew when it was. ESPN talked about it nonstop. Even when he like admitted to doing drugs and kept on riding a bike, we were still like, yeah, no, we want him to win. He's an American. <laughs> the moment he stopped riding a bike, I have not heard a mention of the Tour de France in years until you just now bringing it up. So apparently it, was, uh, it, it happened on Saturday. Uh, and it was stage one of the Tour de France, so it must have uh, it must have just started. Um, this woman was holding out a sign, uh, say it was Livestrong. Mi- Did it say Livestrong? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was apparently a mixture of French and German, and the basic translation was "Go, Grandpa and Grandma." Um, All right, she's giving a shout out to Grandpappy. I guess you know Grandpa and Grandma can't. They probably don't use TikTok or because Instagram. That would be like the, someone of a younger generation. That would be the way of sending a message to their to their family. Speak for yourself, man. My grandpa goes vi- viral on the red. I do. Uh, I mean, I kind of. There's a part of me that sort of goes, well. You know, we're getting back to the the years of old school celebrity when you had to work for your celebrity. You know, when it was a bit when I was a kid growing up, it was considered a big, important thing if you could get yourself on the TV. Now, every fucking kid's on a screen, so they don't understand the value of it because they'll just post a video of themselves on TikTok or watch something on YouTube. So this to me is like there is a side to this where you can go, well, that is old school ambition of becoming famous for being on the TV. 
Call me crazy, but I don't think you should be famous for jumping on screen unless you're naked. <laughs> I think there's a long history of streakers in sports, and if you're just going to go in fully clothed with a sign, you're kind of ruining yeah, everything. Yeah, but it's France. They're used to everyone being naked. If that person was just standing there with her tits it's, out, it would have been like, oh, it's a French person it's on a, the side. It's a statement that she was clothed. <laughs> right. I get it. It's I get a statement it. that she was clothed. And, and I don't think um, there was no kind of malicious intent with this. I think the person was just being stupid holding out the sign uh, not, and I think as well she wanted to be caught by the TV cameras so like all of America until this happened she didn't necessarily care about the Tour de France because she wasn't watching the cyclists coming she was looking in the other direction at the cameras therefore she didn't see that she was holding a sign that was protruding and caused a bunch of cyclists to crash I mean the answer for her is simple I mean we've already clearly stated that unless cool bracelets or steroids are involved Americans just don't care about cycling whatsoever <laughs> so what she needs to do to continue her fame Put out a line of yellow rubber bracelets. Well, I wonder how the fame will go, because at the moment, she's a fugitive. And maybe if France... That's never stopped fame in America. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, come here. We'll, we'll welcome you with open arms. She, I still follow OJ. Exactly. She needs to get on the golf course and start doing some Twitter videos <laughs> with OJ, right? <laughs> that is the perfect thing. I'm, su I'm surprised OJ hasn't released a video from the golf course about this yet. Wow. I mean, he probably... Is he not... He should be on there going like, hey, Twitter fans. I mean, I don't understand what all the problem was. No one's head was chopped off was it <laughs> she didn't chop That's anyone she end every video she didn't chop anyone's head off holding that sign did she what's all the drama we really should be in charge of oj social media <laughs> um but uh, yeah so the, the the she's a fugitive she's wanted but i think um you know uh, dead or alive well she'll have well again if france took less siestas and spent less time drinking wine for breakfast they'd have probably caught her by now so instead they're like we want her or we don't we don't really care or maybe the people from the tour de france are going we haven't had this much attention in years don't 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 find her yet string this out for a few days then she'll do a press conference then no. we'll bring in oj like they might be doing a whole marketing plan for it they're like stop injecting those steroids we have another plan um so as no one was hurt although people would have trained for this for a very long period of time and if you were one of the cyclists i'm sure that this is absolutely uh travesty is it fair to say that this is the first thing that's made cycling exciting since drugs? Yeah, since Lance Armstrong's one nut did a bunch of drugs. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the only way I'm going to get... For, who are all these two nut riders? No one cares about that. <laughs> one other thing on sports, because I saw this yesterday. Uh, you're going to have to help me out with what the show was because I was watching clips of it, but uh, who's got a show online or TV where sports people go in to get a haircut and they have a chat? I think LeBron, the shot. Right, but he wasn't on it. But Tom Brady was on it yesterday. Right. Right. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I saw I saw he made a bunch of headlines for some of the stuff he said, but I didn't watch it. Yeah, so he made a bunch of headlines because um, he was basically saying that he lies. and uh, <laughs> He it, was it, like, yeah, don't believe 90% of what I said. But he's never said that before. And the other thing that caught, got my attention from these two clips was not so much what he was saying, but how he was saying it. That motherfucker was motherfucking, fucking, fucking, fucking all the way through. And I thought... 
suddenly he's become more of an entertaining personality, or am I reading this completely wrong? I oh, was no. shocked at the amount of of motherfuckers, and because he was literally, there were two things. He was talking about the fact that he lies, so that if he sees a player. Uh, before he's going to play against them in a game and he thinks they're really terrible. He talks about the fact that they're really good, then just goes in to crucify them. But then he was also talking about the fact that there was apparently another team that were looking to to take on uh, Tom Brady uh, before he went to Tampa. And, uh, and he hasn't said who the team is or the specific player that he was talking about, but they decided to stick with whoever they had. And his response while he was sitting in the, uh, the barber's chair was, you're sticking with that motherfucker? And I'm just <laughs> hearing these turn of phrase. And again, kids, cursing is not big nor clever, but suddenly it made me more entertained by Tom Brady, the personality, than ever before. Yeah, I find it, Tom Brady has definitely gone through a transition, if you will, once he's left New England. I mean, he's a completely new guy. He Transitioning new so in these days. Right. He's, <laughs> this is a, he's, a, he's a cool trans now i don't know i he uh you know he was always kind of bundled that's the other thing he was like i've lied 90 percent of the things i've said like right. up until two years ago he didn't say anything mm-hmm. he almost never spoke now is that a combination of or one or the other of you get to a point where you've won so many super bowls you can say whatever you want or once you leave the Patriots' grasp and their right. way of doing things, you're allowed to be a little bit free and easy. I mean, look, I think... Free it, and easy with you motherfuckers. I think it would have been very easy for him with modern technology and just the way, like, social media and everything works. If he wanted to be a loud, boisterous mm. type of player while he was in New England, he very well could have done that. But he knew, like, that wasn't the way they liked. You know, players who had done that in the, in the past, they had gotten rid of... He had built up this pedigree in this stance and you know when he finally realized like i want to go somewhere else try something new i mean that's now unleashed this new personality i mean even you know he promotes himself more than he does he's actually trying to like make money on brands you know he did something last summer where it was like he put his a number out and it was like oh text me and i'll actually answer and so yeah he's he's definitely changed it up a bit i think stuff like going on the shop and dropping a few F-bombs. A few? Letting, it was every other word. Letting the world see you stumble around after you win a Super Bowl and act all drunk. This is all very calculated stuff in the end. It's him having a personal rebrand. So after his career, he's not seen as the buttoned up right. quarterback who's just going to stand, you know, be Mr. Professional. Now he can go be a personality somewhere. To quote what you said, going somewhere else and trying something new, Belichick was like, hey, last time that happened, Orchids of Asia. No, we have, we have to maintain consistency. You stick to your escorts, my friend. <laughs> right, exactly. So yeah, I, is this going to make him more appealing? Because people, I've, I've mentioned this so many times before. He's, I always love the ambition and drive of Americans. I mean, I could spend all day telling you why America is the greatest country on earth and why I call the UK shitsville. But if I just distill the difference, I always say, because Americans are eager and British people are not. Um, and Americans always celebrate a winner. But my go-to example of the one time that's not true is Tom Brady, where everyone just loved to hate him. It was like he won too much. But are the, is, is that hate going to sort of dissipate the, no. more, the more he yeah, curses? That's, I'm sorry, my friend. That's the one thing you have actually gotten wrong about America. In theory, yes. We do love a winner. We love the American pride. But if you look at any 
famous person, any athlete, anyone who has accomplished anything, go on their social media pages. You won't see praise. You will see nothing but haters bringing them down constantly. And that's all it is. I This happens in sports so much. I get it. most of my arguments about sports circle around this one main topic. Most people hate the best for no reason other than they are the best. You know, People all around the country despise the Cowboys because in the 90s, they were the yeah. best. People hate the the Lakers, the Celtics, because throughout NBA history, they have always been the best. Same with baseball and the Yankees. You know, I have a friend who we argue all the time. He will tell me how LeBron James is not even a top 20 player of all time. He's terrible. And I mean, when it's all said and done, me... I want my generation to have the best player of all time. You know, I wanted LeBron to be better than Michael Jordan. He's not, but I will still say LeBron's one of the five best players of all time. Most people just want to put him down because he's good. Right. And that doesn't just happen in sports. It happens in any form of celebrity business, any form of success. So Tom Brady was hated on for years simply by being the best. And now he's getting less hate because he's, He's making himself out to be, hey, don't look at who I am on the field. Look at how much fun I am off the field. Right, right, right. All right. The lesson learned from part one of today's Did You America is I spent 94 minutes watching soccer and then I got something about America wrong. <laughs> yeah, See agreed. what happens when I let Wembley Stadium infiltrate my front room? Turn it off. It was Maybe I could have got away with that Euro win, but having the 10 minutes of Wimbledon on before it just sent me over the edge. All my perspectives out of whack. I will say this. When I saw the results, I think I might have been more excited than you. I was screaming. There was showing a German girl crying. I was like, you deserve this. Yes, Jeremy. Just because you're Jewish doesn't mean you can do a load of Nazi jokes at the end of Germany losing. It absolutely uh, does okay, mean we're that. We're going to go to part two now because I'm scared that you're going to start saying some of them on, on this podcast. All right, let's do uh, part two of Did You America? Just one more uh, quick sporting thing. I just had a text message from uh, one of my buddies here who said that um, because of my uh, insistence that England would lose to Germany, he now owes someone in Dubai a ton of money. <laughs> what? How do you bet someone in Dubai? Why not I, I, bet I someone here? Well, again, I think because he's uh, Texan and in Texas, he probably had to go as far as Dubai to find someone else who was interested in soccer right. and, and placing a bet <laughs> with him, right? I feel like the England soccer team should embrace the Schittsville moniker. You know, brown jerseys, really play it up. <laughs> All right, quick recap and reset of Song of the Week. Last week, uh, New York producer chose Jackie by Eve Toomer, 8% of the vote. Jeremy went with Lumberjack by Tyler, the creator, 20%. Uh, well done to the Wild Hearts with Remember the Days, getting 72% of the vote every week. Uh, we choose three new songs, and you can vote for them uh, via a poll on my Twitter or at the website. I'm Ian Camfield on Twitter. The website is didyouamerica.com. Here are your three new choices. This week, I've gone with Skin by Beartooth. I went with Anton LaVey by Hobo Johnson. A New York producer uh, going with the new song by Bastille, which is called Distorted Light Beam. So, Distorted Light Beam by Bastille, uh, Anton LaVey by Hobo Johnson, or Skin by Beartooth. Check out the poll on my Twitter, at Ian Canfield, or vote on the website, didyouamerica.com. 
Uh, also, at that website, you can check out old episodes of this podcast. And uh, should you feel so inclined, buy one of our lovely Did You America t-shirts. Do it. All of that fun stuff at didyouamerica.com. Um, so let's talk about weight loss, something that is very prominent at the moment in Jeremy's life. Actually, I have noticed the last couple of times you've come around to my apartment to record this podcast, you are looking thinner. You've, I'm jacked now, you, bro. You've dropped weight and I've noticed different clothes coming out, which is, which. <laughs> I, no, no, no. But seriously, anyone who goes on any kind of fitness kick or anyone who's a trainer or someone who inspires people to get fit, they'll tell you that, you know, first of all, it's hell and then you start feeling the benefits and then when you start to fit into clothes and stuff that you couldn't previously fit into, then you're all in and I, in all seriousness I know I keep calling you a fat Walter Becker which you still are <laughs> now I'm just an overweight Walter Becker but, 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 but you are I'm, I'm seeing the progress so thank well you. done thank you yeah I, uh, I definitely have the, the fat guy section of the closet you know the clothes that no longer fit but the biggest thing was I don't know if you noticed but I've been able to wear jeans again. Right. Well, that I, was the big thing of why I started going on the on the diet is you know I, I started realizing I showed up to every single day of work in sweatpants and then when I went through all my sweatpants because I was lazy about doing laundry I'd be like well I I can't wear clothes today. Right. 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 And right. I started showing up to work naked. They had a problem with that. Yeah, because you're not in France. It's <laughs> so, a yeah, joke about part one. I uh, I, <laughs> I definitely. Uh, I've definitely stuck with it. Uh, my diet, though, it still needs some work. I'm working out six days a week. I've lost probably 20-ish pounds. When I started, I was at 240. Mm. This weekend, I hit, a, I hit a new low. I went to 222.2. Two's across the board. So 18, we'll call it almost 20 pounds. Mm. But then, you know, of course, I had to celebrate a little bit. And I found this new restaurant by me. <laughs> right. <laughs> First of all, it's called Fat Shack. Not Shake Shack, not Fat Burger, Fat Shack. Fat Shack. So, you know, I was like, all right, I'm intrigued by the name. Let's see what they have on their menu. First of all, everything on their menu is fried. Right. But the the main thing is these sandwiches. And they're they're the type of, you know, uh, every, like, weed influence restaurant has always just kind of thrown everything together into one plate and it's kind of been like the munchy meal right that's what they have done with these sandwiches so i got a sandwich that was a philly cheesesteak with a chicken strip mozzarella sticks french fries and honey mustard. Now, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Is that on the menu or did you no, design that? That is on the wow. menu. And that's just like one of the, like all their sandwiches are like, then they had, I also, but that wasn't it. Then I got <laughs> did you chicken go, wings. Did you go in there trying to be like the fitness person and go, can I get all that without the bread? Right. No, I didn't <laughs> do that. I got chicken wings. Then I also ordered, uh, they have like fried Oreos. So I got a thing of that. When I so got there's home, a bit of fairground food going on as well. When I got home, I realized that they forgot the wings. Luckily, this place is only like two minutes from my house. So I went back. I was like, hey, you know, no problem. You guys forgot the wings. Here's my receipt. They were so apologetic. They then added 
a milkshake as well to this meal. Wow. And I ate it all. Are they being funded by some doctor's office around the corner? Like, I, go and eat, go and, <laughs> right. go and eat here and then come to us for a checkup this, a week later when your ass is falling out? This has to be my favorite place on earth. But then yesterday when I was at the gym, I decided to step on the scale like at the start of my workout. I was all the way back to 229. <laughs> wow. And from that meal, I put on almost seven pounds. Well, I mean, they are living up to their, their name, right? They, 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 do, they do what it says on the box. They made me a fat shack. So so the <laughs> they should have that on the t-shirt right it's this, a picture you of me might suddenly before and after i'm fatter you might suddenly decide that you're abandoning the health regime you're gonna become uh, suddenly a new endorser of fat shack i you know i'm not normally you're gonna be there flow from progressive <laughs> oh god that, that's the dream flow's got a killer job I, you know, I'm usually not one to go for restaurants like these, actually. I mm. generally like kind of finer dining. Um, I also am kind of the person that I'll go to one restaurant, I'll get the one thing on the menu, and I will get it over and over and yeah, over yeah, yeah. again. But Fat Shack is... It's a it's a place of wonder. There's so many different sandwiches I still want to try. So um, if it gets too much, maybe your next attempt at weight loss could be this new product, which is called Dental Slim, that uses magnets to lock your mouth shut, so you're forced to stick to a liquid diet. And if you uh, if you Google Dental Slim, it looks kind of like a medieval torture device. So you're basically getting jaw surgery, like the worst parts of jaw surgery to lose weight? Yeah, because I guess it, it means that you can't it chew, so you can only have liquids. I, it, but, th but this is like the last resort if you really can't control your cravings. No, that's insane. I, so I don't know if, I'm sure you have noticed, most people, they have like an overbite with their teeth. Mm. So I have an underbite. I look like a freaking bulldog. And that also- You I pant guess, like one as well I, if I you really have to go do. upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, you know, every time I go to the dentist, they're always like oh you know we could fix this blah 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 but you know i had braces when i was younger it did nothing i'm not going through that again and the other option is surgery and so every once in a while like i just kind of ask them what's the surgery like to see if anything's improved and it makes it easier it's not the only way to fix my underbite which also kind of makes me have a hunchback mm -hmm. i guess it they have to break your jaw, reposition it. Your jaw's like wired shut for six to eight months. It's like this whole two-year process with rehab. Everything. I'm, I'm never doing that, ever. And that's to like fix my overall look and my posture and so many things. I would not go through that just to lose a few pounds. That's insane. <laughs> that's actual insanity. I think it's the latest kind of extreme form of dieting and i brought this up because as i said in all seriousness i think you've been making amazing progress with your uh, journey if you want to call it that uh to becoming a healthier human being don't stop believing and the way to do that is not to get involved with any of these fad diets or attaching medieval torture devices to your mouth so you can only <laughs> take in uh, liquid. You gotta um, go for something and keep consistency with it, and then go through the stages. You know, whether it being a diet or a you know uh, a quite a hard 
workout regime whereby you start it and it's really hard work because you're aching or you're missing all the favorite things that you eat but then you start seeing the progress so you decide that you're going to stick with it a bit longer and then maybe the progress is such that you decide that oh actually i'm going to stay like this most of the time and that's that's how you really keep the weight off or you properly get fit there's no anyone that's trying to sell you a fix it fast solution that nine times out of ten is going to be a solution that is not going to last for you long term every once in a while like if i'm just kind of laying on the couch i'll take a pair of scissors and just kind of like put it around my stomach and see if i could cut it off it doesn't work Right. And I think that you have to go through it. It's about mental readjustment as well, because if you work with any person who's a nutrition expert or a trainer, they always kind of like coax you in by going, well, you know, you don't have to give up all your favorite things or like, no, 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 we're going to start like this and it's going to be fine. And then once you've got used to one thing, then they take another avenue of pleasure away. Like I've got a buddy of mine that's a trainer who's been uh, sending me these workouts that I've been doing, which actually I've been pretty into. Um, and they started off with uh, six weeks worth of workouts where you work out uh, six days a week, right? But um, so Sundays, you just have a day off. And on Wednesdays, it was what he called the active recovery day. So all you're supposed to do on Wednesday is a bit of time on the exercise bike and some stretching, right? To, right. to work out all, the, get all the, the, the aches and pains. And uh, I spent the six weeks of doing these workouts. I was really into them and I'm, I'm messaging him the feedback going, yeah, I love these workouts. And you know, the Wednesday works so well because you just hammer yourself on the other days. It's actually really good just to do 20 minutes leisurely on the bike and do the stretching. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Six weeks of doing that. And he goes, okay, do you want the next set of workouts? So I was like, yeah. Suddenly, fucking Wednesday has become the most intense Wednesday ever. And that's what oh, I mean. What the like, hell? No, because they always, they coax you in with that and then go, oh, yeah, yeah, but you've had that now. Now we're going to take that away. See, that's the worst part about doing the whole, like, weight loss or start working out process is the end goal in your mind is, well, eventually I'll get back to doing my fat boy routine, but I'll be doing it with less weight on me. So I have something. To right. Yeah. But what they're trying to do is try to make you have like an actual life change. Yeah. That literally it has to be you. So I'm not trying to change. My you, life. you have to get to the point of having the opinion that nothing tastes as good as fit feels. And then you can basically live the rest of your life like that. But of course, has fit ever tasted chocolate cake. I don't think has so. Has fit ever been to where did you go? Fat what? Fat shack. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely not. You know what the best part is? Like, you know how sometimes restaurants will put like the calories on the menu. So they in the restaurant they have a big board with right, all the yeah, foods. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's yeah. calories next to it. Some of these sandwiches were like three thousand <laughs> more than a man is supposed to have right, in a day. Right. <laughs> and I bet they should bring in a policy that they won't give you any takeout containers. They're like, no, you eat that here in one sitting. You thin bastard. Right. Go for a run after. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, a couple of other bits of fat news. Um, James Calden, fat person getting fitter, but still upsetting Asians. That's coming. <laughs> well, true. Did yes. I say anything that no, was not untrue? At all. It's, not, it's all factual. It's not the way I thought you were going with it. That's that's coming. What is? No, we're not the A yet. We've got oh. to deal with Lil Fat Kim first. Oh, okay. Getting thinner. North Koreans are now. The funny thing is, is because you're never sure what's true and what's not that comes out of North Korea. I'm gonna wager that most of it's untrue but that makes for uh, more entertaining headlines so cnn are, Wait, telling- are you telling me he doesn't actually not have a butthole i thought it was that he doesn't shit 
Yeah, because he doesn't have a butthole. Oh, I didn't realize it was because he doesn't have a butthole. Straight I, I... flat. <laughs> well, still rounded because, you know, Kim got that donk. They're all about that in, in NK. God, it must be really hard for his trainer then if he's been on this uh, weight loss regime because normally if you're fat and you start getting thin, which is the point of the latest story out of North Korea, Lil Fat Kim is actually just becoming more Lil Kim than Lil <laughs> Fat Kim. I, I um, like to picture him like walking around his pals rocking the Kim Kardashian skims, you know? <laughs> But yeah, normally if you're going on some sort of like weight loss regime and you're working out or you're dieting or whatever, I mean, I don't want to sound too vulgar on this podcast, but you will find yourself pooing more often than not because there's a lot of fat there and it's got to come out some way. I've been pooing like crazy. Right, exactly. I mean, little fat Kim goes, well, I can't do it. So he's trainer. got no asshole. Where's it, where's it coming from? Um, so, and then the trainer's like, okay, he's going to have to be bulimia. Oh God. You know what my favorite part about this story is? Well, the, st- the story is... Oh, we not no, I, haven't, I haven't done the headline yet from CNN. North Koreans are heartbroken by Lil Fat Kim. I'm adding that bit. Lil Fat Kim's purported weight loss. They're, 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 so they were apparently were happy when he was fat and cuddly and had no asshole. And I mean, and now they're very upset that he's looking thin and they're concerned for him. I don't know if. Lil Fat Kim becoming just Lil Kim. They're concerned it's going to affect his ability to do 18 holes in one on the golf course. Like, is he not as good at playing golf because he's lost weight? You know, I never thought I would say this, but North Korea has kind of got their shit together. I mean, back in the most prosperous times of America, fat was celebrated. You know, fat was iconic. Fat was a good thing. Clearly in North Korea, they are still believe that. I think I might have to move to North Korea. Screw this dieting and working out. Bring me, I'll open up a fat shack in Koreatown. So I think maybe the thing was before, because of the way propaganda is in North Korea, they just believed that that was the way that you should look. You should be this very rotund, cheese-addicted... Agreed. ...gout-infested... Done. <laughs> um, These all sound fine to me. Um, kind of just like roll of fat. And now um, I don't know whether he's been on a on a health kick or whether he's seriously ill, but apparently he's dropped a load of weight. Or, or I mean, this is the other thing. Is it actually him? I mean, the way they replace everyone, have they just gone like, oh, God, we haven't got anyone who's that fat and ugly left in all of North Korea, but we want to make people believe that uh, Kim Jong-un is still alive. We'll just say that he stopped eating cheese. <laughs> give us skinny Kim. It's fine. <laughs> They'll never notice. We right. don't have internet here. I mean, here. Th- that might be the thing. That might be the thing. They might have replaced him with a, with a skinnier alternative, and now they're just saying, well, he lost a load of weight. I like how you even for a question thought, well, maybe Fat Boy Kim is on a diet and trying to lose weight. Why? The only reason people try to lose weight is from uh, lack of pussy. You know, for lack of sex from the opposite sex or whatever you're attracted to. Uh, he's getting that whenever he wants. He does look like a highly sexed person. Well, he's a he's a dictator. Yeah. He can snap his fingers and demand a, a slew of North Korean women. He might even have some South Korean women in there. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. He just clicks his fingers and he's like, you brought cheese, I wanted pussy. Right, so why, at that point, why bother working out? I can assure you, the only reason I started working out is I started noticing I'm getting significantly less pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but if you were in North Korea, it, you'd be all around. Right. I mean, I, well, if I was a dictator in North Korea, which I'm, you know, if something does happen to Kim, 
I am available. I don't know if you'd be a good dictator, but bearing in mind... Take that back, sir. I would be an incredible dictator. Bearing in mind that he likes uh, quite out there personalities and slightly strange-looking people, I mean, now he's broken up with Dennis Rodman. He might like fat getting slightly thinner, Walter Becker. I can play basketball. Imagine if we find out that Kim Jong-un loves Steely Dan. He absolutely does. Look, first of all, I tell you this all the time. For a fat, short, unathletic Jewish kid, I am the best fucking basketball player you have ever seen in your life. Little fat boy Kim would love me. Right. We would you, be best friends. You could have been on that team that Dennis Rodman sent over. I was on that team. <laughs> and the other news about fat people getting thinner and upsetting Asian people, apparently. James Corden. We touched on this uh, on a previous episode. Uh, I, you made me aware. I didn't know that this was a story. That um, I mean, I knew he did the thing where he brings out different types of food and uh, gives people the ultimatum of answering a difficult question or eating a piece of food that maybe doesn't look appetizing because it's, I don't know, sheep eyes or whatever it happens to be. Um, And there was a a bit of a backlash to this because uh, someone started something, I think it was on Reddit, where they suggested that most of the unappetizing food is of Asian variety. So suddenly the feature became racist. And we touched upon it before and I went, that's absolutely ridiculous. Apparently James Corden disagrees with me because that feature is no more. No, what? Yeah. That was a fun feature though. So what, are they just now going to like, they'll ask tough questions, but instead of being like, here, eat this cow penis. Instead, they're like, here, have this filet mignon. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, that's meat. Are you allowed to do meat? Oh, no. I I don't know. Have this celery stick. So the feature that I'm referring to, which I've seen him do, uh, was called Spill Your Guts. So it was the idea that you either uh, answered a a difficult or maybe embarrassing question, or you you ate some food. Um, And... So he's decided, like, oh, I can't upset anyone, so I'm going to stop the feature, even though people like the feature. And, you know, with this thing, if most of the food was Asian, these are differences in people's culture. No one's saying anything against Asian people. We're saying that here we find some of that food disgusting, just like maybe Asian people don't like hamburgers or might list the things that are in your average hot dog at the fair and go that's horrible you know how like i again this is kind of an odd example but every once in a while you know we obviously bring other cultures foods here you know we have Mm. chinese restaurants japanese restaurants hispanic restaurants italian whatever in other countries a lot of times when they have american food restaurants the the joke of it is like absurd proportion right, like right, all right. the most fattening foods which yes is true as we described my new favorite restaurant fat shack we do have places like that 3000 calories in a sandwich right but that's not all the food in america yet you don't see us getting upset that it's portrayed that way like it, to other people that might be gross to us it's what we like but also there are there are differences the fact that he would roll over which takes slightly less effort these days because he's been on Weight Watchers. Is right. it, what's he endorsing now? I think Weight Watchers. Remember, remember I don't you, think it's called Weight Watchers anymore, though. Oh, because that's I offensive? Think o- right, I think Oprah was like, no, we're not mentioning weight ever. Oh, okay. We just uh, watched so, so okay. <laughs> okay, so Weight Watchers uh, had to go the same way as Spill Your Guts. Right. Because Weight Watchers was racist suddenly, <laughs> all of a sudden. Um, 
The, Those W's, man. The, yeah, so he's rolled over and said, oh, no, 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 we don't want to upset anyone, so we're not going to do this feature, which I think is the the most ridiculous thing ever because there's the, this is a prime example of when you're just saying that everything's racist and it reduces the effects of things that are actually racist. And in, ty- in terms of this food thing... This is the difference in culture. And up until this point, very few people were watching that TV show thinking, oh my God, this is so offensively racist. I tell you what they were thinking, America mostly as a whole was watching that thinking, oh God, that's a disgusting dish of food. I'd never want to eat that, which was the whole point of the feature. I mean, didn't that dude, Anthony Bourdain, have a whole show based on finding like the foods that we would find gross, but like he would kind of show you like, hey, sometimes they're good. That's also the other thing of this segment. Like sometimes I'm sure these people found out that what they were eating actually wasn't all that gross, but it seems gross. You know, it's Different you can almost cultures. make the spin that it's a learning experience. I, I, so I don't think he said that they're ending the segment. I think they said they're going to update it, which basically means we're not including Asian foods anymore. Right, right. But I just, you know what update it means. You know what he'll do. He'll just bring it on occasionally, and he'll bring out. Uh, British dishes because that's a safe, that's sure. a safe thing. And, and British dishes are absolutely disgusting. And he'll be like, uh, okay, this is uh, this is um, haggis, which to be fair, from a distance, doesn't look. It's not massively appealing, but it's not terrible. And then he'll go, but you know, it's sheep's intestines. Oh, that's what haggis is. I've never even heard of haggis. Right. I I think they should do it. Yeah, Spotted do that. Dick. Do stuff. See, okay, again, these are all things. Everything I've ever heard that was like a dish in England has sounded like the most vile, disgusting if food I, but ever. No, but spotted dick, you just think of because of the night. Like, if I served you spotted dick, it's quite nice-looking pudding. If I served Wait, it... Wait, it's pudding? Yeah. I, I always just assumed that it, it was, was sausage. <laughs> I literally just always assume haggis that is dick closer to sausage than spotted dick. Okay, you serve me something with dick in the title. Right, I'm going to assume. But, it's but if I served you spotted dick but called it something else, you'd be absolutely fine with it. So it's pudding. Yeah. What it, flavor pudding? Um, it's like a um, like a jam pudding kind no, of thing. I'm more of a chocolate type of guy. But yeah, jam, chocolate, whatever. It's do pudding. they call that chocolate dick in England? No, <laughs> they don't. They pudding, just, so pudding isn't dick. They're not interchangeable. Spotted dick is is a very specific type of pudding. Okay, so don't go to England and ask for chocolate dick. Got it. Well, it depends on where you're shopping, <laughs> and it depends on actually what you want to right, eat, right. Jeremy. <laughs> I don't know. But it's. <laughs> I'm 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 not sure. But yeah, so yeah, we're gonna change it so we don't upset anyone so yeah we'll just bring out again and the thing is then as a feature it won't work because haggis if you look at it maybe isn't that appealing but then you explain to someone it's sheep's uh intestines then you're upset spotted dick if you bring it out probably looks like i mean no one's going to want to answer but any questions if you offer them some spotted dick to eat because it looks quite appealing and then just they're about to pull it in their mouth you go you know, we call that spotted dick. So maybe you do want to tell us how much you earn for a season of NCIS or whatever, you know, whatever the question is. I just think that absolutely the way to go is to do the fear factor route where what you're serving them actually isn't a delicacy anywhere. Like you're just serving them different animals, penises. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, OK. So, you know, it's like Meryl Streep. Tell us who the worst actor you ever worked with or eat this penis that might be a Change good the I- name to eat this penis oh see now you're talking 
thing. You have Cal, you have Monkey, you have Jeremy, whatever you choose. Right, exactly. And the whole feature can be called Eat This Penis in brackets. Is this less offensive? <laughs> it's just different guys shirtless with boxes over there, <laughs> over their junction. Yeah, but the inside is served like actual food. Yeah. But that's just the delivery. So, see, James Corden, give us a call. Well, again, I won't. Fire your producer. Maybe we should work for James Corden because here's, here's another unpopular uh, take. That, James Corden should work for us. Well, okay. Because, you know. I'm normally the biggest fan of any Brits that move to a proper country and make it big. Like, I have a problem with pretty much any British rock band who are successful in America and choose to live in England. It actually makes me dislike them. Right. Because I've, I've, you, you, you never notice it in reverse. You'll never see any Americans decide once they're successful, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to move to England. Apart from Madonna, but fuck her. Yeah, she doesn't count. Exactly. And then what did she do? She moved back. Yeah, she, of course. She, she, you know, she, she saw, learned that England sucks. Yeah, she saw sense. Let me let me ask you this, not to interrupt, but let's say tomorrow, right? England, America, we go to war. Whose side are you on? That has to be a tough question for you. Now, I heard it. The only reason I asked this, I heard in an interview. James Corden, without hesitation, said, England, of course, it's his home, it's where he loves. I feel like that would be very difficult for you to choose because obviously you're America's biggest fan. You love America. You love American politics. Do I get do I get do I get to stay forever afterwards when America wins? Yeah, I mean you're by denouncing England, we're going 1776 rules. If you denounce the king and and or queen Mm. You become an American. Well, you have, to, you have to do that to actually become an American. If you get as far as doing the citizenship... I want you to do that right now. I want you to denounce the Queen. I denounce the, I, I denounce the Queen on this podcast every other fucking episode. But Are you I, kidding me? I don't want it, like, in by what you're saying. I want you to say, I, Ian Camfield, denounce the Queen of England. I, Ian Camfield, denounced the Queen of England. How great would it be if, like, streamers came down, like Donald Trump busted through your closet. It was like, <laughs> you did it. We finally got you here. Well, you know, you He's say- been waiting here for six months. <laughs> you say that. My buddy Stephen is a Brit who lives in California, and he uh, became a citizen. Stephen sometimes listens to this podcast. So congratulations, Stephen. This is the bit you've been waiting for when, when we discuss your citizenship. We we finally got to it. Now, Stephen's one of my best friends, although I will admit that I was very, very jealous of the fact that he became a citizen. But to his credit, uh, he's been living in a proper country for longer than I have, and he's gone through all the right stages. He moved to California to be a student, um, and then he uh, got a green card. And and, and I, I forget the amount of time. I think it's five years. After five years of having a green card, you can go for citizenship. So he worked through the process completely legally and did it like step by step as soon as he could, uh, you know. You work. told him I'd let him into my attic, right? <laughs> Here comes the Anne Frank joke. I'm saying. <laughs> that's There's like, other avenues. That's like a reference to uh, Jeremy doing one of his Jewish jokes from like episode two or three. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Go back, listen. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he became uh, an American citizen. And uh, although he's one of my best friends, that, of course, made me uh, insanely jealous because no one wants to be an American citizen um, more than me. But he uh, he did the um, did all the, the research that you have to do for the test, because I think you get something like 10 questions and you have to get 
six or seven out of ten correct that you know you have to do the, the civics I, test you're looking at me like i should know this because I'm, I'm american i was born here i don't need to know this i know like lady gaga you were born this way and, <laughs> and it just makes me so jealous because i would like in this era where apparently you're allowed to identify as anything you want i would like to identify as an american <laughs> But um, Stephen uh, goes and does the test and gets that. Uh, I think they actually stopped. I, I think you have to get. Let's say you have to get seven questions correct. They stopped after seven questions because he's such a smart ass. He got everything right, and they were like, "Okay, we'll come back this time tomorrow, and um, do the do the ceremony." That's like the the last kind of icing on the cake bit. So you finish the test, and then like they don't just immediately hit you with confetti guns. Well, here's the thing: you have to come back for the pomp and circumstance the next day. And this was the first time that Stephen and I were almost about to have a falling out um, because he then I was like, "Well, this is great, congratulations!" And his next text message back to me was, "I'm hoping for a small ceremony." I was like, "You." What? Why do you come to America for a small anything? I just think he was... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Stephen. Did you come to America for a small anything? Answer us now. We're waiting for a call. He's like, no, I'm just trying to be on that eat a dick segment on James <laughs> Corden. Like, I'm, you told, is that actually happening? Because now I'm a citizen. I'm trying to apply. Come on, man. It's CBS. Eat a penis. <laughs> um... <laughs> I uh, so yeah he was looking forward to a small ceremony and I said are you, are you I think his thinking was was that there would be some part of the ceremony where you get sworn in or, or whatever it is that they do and so there would be a bit of attention on you and unlike me he doesn't have a huge ego so he doesn't want these and I went you if, if I get this far, and I'm touching wood now, you know, I hope that I do, right? I want Neil Diamond at the ceremony singing Coming to America. Like, I want it to be like that, or at least a Neil Diamond impersonator if Neil Diamond isn't able to do it anymore, because I believe he actually isn't able to do it anymore. I want confetti, more flags than you can ever possibly imagine, and someone who looks like Neil Diamond without the Parkinson singing, on the boats and on the planes, we're coming to America! Like, I want that at least three times while I'm sent the stage after I've denounced the Queen and Stephen's like yeah but I just I just want want to be able to stay forever like you I just don't want I'm like you don't, they didn't book see, Neil Diamond see again this is the why the attic plan was the perfect owl, owl move like there's no there's no ceremony he just kind of lives up in the space and keeps quiet then he, he went to it and then uh, I said because um, he said to me uh, oh it's uh, whatever day it was it's two o'clock your time so uh, about 1.45 my time, I send him a text message going, I'm thinking of you and I'm a bit jealous. I swear, 2.10, he sends me a text message going, all good, it's done. I'm like, what? You couldn't even sing Coming to America twice during that amount of time. What kind of a ceremony was it? Was there at least an Uncle Sam on stilts? I feel like that's needed at every American party. If the ceremony isn't like, like, nah, nah, isn't nah, nah, like nah, nah, entering nah, 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 the Texas State Fair, it's exactly. not big enough. I need big text welcoming you, being like, welcome to America. He sent me a pity. He goes, um, uh, yeah, it was over and done with pretty quickly, but they do give you this flag. So they give you an American flag. He sent me a picture of it, and I said, uh, you need to put that up against something so I can get some perspective on it. So he sent me a picture. He keeps the, the American flag on his desk at work to go like, hey, I got citizenship. This thing, I, it's so small. I said, Stephen, 
to pledge my allegiance to America and I'm way off becoming a citizen. I keep an American flag of that size stuck up my ass at all times <laughs> like a fucking vibrator. And you, that's what you got for becoming a citizen? I think that might be, and you know, we don't criticize America very often on this podcast. That might be the worst thing America does. We need to have full-on celebrations for people becoming citizens. I'm talking, like you said, state fair of Texas level. There needs to be Ferris wheels. There needs to be... Uh, people on stilts. There Neil Diamond. Music. Neil Diamond himself giving your pal Stephen a blowjob. <laughs> Welcome to America, friend. Oh. <laughs> Neil Diamond goes, is this a good enough audition for the James Corden segment? <laughs> <sighs> good times, good times. All right, Stephen, uh, you've been waiting for like two months for me to do the uh, You Got Citizenship segment. I hope it was worth I it. I really liked our plan that we were never going to get to it. <laughs> we talked about doing it multiple times and we never got to it. I thought maybe, maybe we can get through a full year without congratulating him. <laughs> All right. I think we're done for today's episode. Uh, if you want to vote for Song of the Week, check out the poll on my Twitter at Ian Canfield. You can also vote on the website, didyouamerica.com. Uh, you can talk to us there as well. If you want to send us a message, type us one or leave us a voice message uh, at the website and also check out old episodes. And if you would uh, like to add to your wardrobe, you can buy one of our lovely Did You America t-shirts online. How great are those t-shirts, Jeremy? Oh, so good on your nipples. All of that is available at didyouamerica.com. Thank you for hanging out with this one. <laughs>